This is the Cigar Snob Podcast. I'm Nick Jimenez. Robert Holt came into the cigar business after careers in the military and telecommunications. Now he's at the helm of Southern Draw, whose cigars are made exclusively by A.J. Fernandez in Esteli. In a recent interview we did not long before the annual IPCPR trade show in Las Vegas, we talked about his life before cigars, what it's been like to work with his wife Sharon, who's the namesake of Southern Draw Rose of Sharon, which I was smoking during this conversation, and how he and Sharon have made their faith and values the cornerstone of their business approach. Before we start the interview, a word from our sponsor, Safra Rum. At Cigar Snob Magazine, we know that man cannot live on water alone, which is why we keep a healthy stockpile of Safra Rum at the office. I'm Nick Jimenez, Senior Editor of Cigar Snob Magazine, and I'm here to tell you that every time we crack open a bottle of Safra Rum, we are impressed. In fact, I'm kind of hydrating with Safra Rum right now. It's unlike anything else, in part because of Safra's small batch approach. They use only hand-cut sugarcane and process it into top-grade molasses, distill in column stills, and ferment in a proprietary locally grown yeast. The rum master then ages the virgin rum in carefully selected bourbon oak casks. The end result is a rum masterpiece that's great for top-shelf cocktails, drinking it on the rocks, or even just drinking it neat, which, by the way, is what we did when we paired this in the pages of Cigar Snob magazine with the Oliva Serie B Melanio, but it goes great with just about any cigar. Here's what we had to say about Safra rum. Quote, the rum introduces smooth, honey, caramel, and molasses flavors that start to complement the coffee, chocolate, and spice from the cigar. Safra also received an exceptional 95-point rating from the Beverage Tasting Institute, so we are not the only ones who are crazy about this stuff. It's just another one of their prestigious awards. Ask for Safra Rum at your favorite retailer, restaurant, or bar. Make sure you follow them on Facebook and Instagram at Safra Rum. That's Z-A-F-R-A rum safra rum always drink responsibly and remember that there is no rum without safra now here's that interview with robert holt of southern draw all right so robert thank you for uh for joining us here you're in in miami on on business and we managed to to stake out some space in your schedule here for this podcast Hey, I appreciate the invite, and uh, I tell you what, I brought the rain for you, so we'd have a nice wet day to enjoy a cigar on That's the inside right. here. Yeah, yeah, it's been nasty. It is it is nasty out there, uh, but, you know, a little rain never hurt anybody, so uh, a little, a lot did, but a little, not so much. Right. Um, let's start with what we're smoking right now. Tell me about this uh, Rose of Sharon Perfecto. This is a, a beautiful-looking cigar. Um uh, for people who may not be familiar about this this blend and uh, what, if anything, you think is different besides just the appearance in this format. Right. Well, again, the Rosa Sharon was the uh, uh, April 2017 release uh, for Southern Draw. Um, and, a, again, it is an Ecuadorian Connecticut, a, uh, a sun-grown Connecticut. But, again, I think the key to the, the sun-grown concept there is this is an Ecuadorian sun-grown uh, that comes from uh, a, 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 a harvest that had, had about a year of about 300 days of very heavy cloud cover, which Ecuador is known for. So it took about six months to grow this wrapper, right, as opposed to the three, three-and-a-half months. So it has a lot right. of flavor, uh, in my opinion. Um, it, uh, 
the binder in that is a, Nic- a Nicaraguan Habano uh, out of Candega. Uh, and then, of course, the Nicaraguan binder filler combination, with the exception there. Uh, there is 25% Piloto Cubano Lajero in that cigar, so it gives it a little bit of body, mm-hmm. and I think it adds to a little spicy element, uh, kind of a play on the, you know, the creaminess and, and nuttiness of the of the Ecuadorian, but also has that little level of spice, especially if you retrohale that cigar. There is that. I, I think cigars like this are great, especially for it, it's it's nice to to come across these because so often you you have these Connecticut's that are almost. They feel almost like they're just built for people who just want to burn tobacco, right? Without uh, question. Uh, we don't want to disparage, but you're absolutely right. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's got to have some character. It's got to have some body. It's certainly got to have something to keep our attention. And I tell you, that, that blend is uh, something that I probably smoke more than anything of Southern Draws line right now. Um, may, maybe, again, it's sentimental because it is named for my wife, uh, right. Sharon. Yeah. Uh, and it does have that biblical reference uh, that we, we, we've made reference to from day one. But... Uh, um, you know, the, the, the Vitola that you're smoking is the new Perfecto, mm-hmm. and it's the only round format Rose of Sharon, right? So it's a 6x56 um, that we uh, um, um, put into production with Famous Smoke Shop so that we could, uh, we could support this Ignite project, this charitable project. Uh, in this case, that cigar uh, was released together with Famous about three weeks ago. And uh, it was to the benefit of Cigars for Warriors. So that's really why we wanted to put something special and unique in that, in that line or that blend that's been real successful for us this far. That's a special, I think that's a special Vitello for us for a lot of reasons. Right, right. So we'll, we'll come back to, to Cigars for Warriors. Uh, but just for the sake of giving people a little bit of context, uh, tell us about where you come from. What was your, your, uh, your BC, your before cigars life like? And how you got into the business. Um, so what is sort of the, the genesis of Southern Draw? Well, I think, number one, um, I myself have been smoking cigars and premium cigars, not uh, not other things, uh, for about 25 years. Um, it's It's been a replacement for a lot of things in my life, I think. Uh, uh, was never a cigarette smoker. Smoked a few pipes. Didn't didn't participate in any kind of other uh, uh, activities, if you will. But, right. uh, you know, obviously I'm prior service, prior military. Most people know that about Robert Holt at Southern Draw, as are some of our partners, uh, retired military. Um, but I spent 15 years in the wireless telecom industry. A lot of that uh, doing business here out of South Florida. Um but our, our primary area of operation was throughout the Caribbean, Latin America, Central America. So there's not a single country in the hemisphere that grows tobacco or produces cigars that we and myself didn't spend an ample amount of time. So that 15 years really um, was, a, a, was, a, was a, a journey, an education, where I, where I was able to meet all the fine families and see a lot of factories and a lot of process uh, and decide really, you know, what, what's happened over that 15 years was um, the cigar industry is a very humble business, Nicholas. And, and for my wife and I, um, it was more about what can we do to employ more people, to provide them the basics of life, provide them security and comfort. You know, again, the simple, you know, clothing, shelter, those kind of things. Uh, and in the end, we're supporting in an art form. And I, I've referenced this before, but I look at cigars as one of the only true art forms that remains. I, I say jazz is one of those, right? Mm-hmm. To be involved in an art form like this and enable people to do what they do, um, we're just a small blip 
on the radar. Um, so it was just a long journey through this culture and through this 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 outlet and through this celebrated art form that uh, really intrigued us. And you know, quite honestly, it was my wife. It was Sharon that came to me, you know, seven or eight years ago and said, "You know what? This is our calling. We can support our missions." Uh, we can support our family. We can support our message of of, of faith uh, with some really good people. And in the end, it'll keep us humble. You're not sure. going to – people like us aren't going to get wealthy in the cigar industry. But we're going to do good things, and we're going to be with good people. And uh, in the end, we get to smoke them. Yeah, yeah. That's awesome. So you, you mentioned uh, Sharon being kind of the the – you know, the catalyst here right. at, the, at the beginning. What, what was she doing at that time? Well, she was a, a stay-at-home mother. Um, you know, we had an agreement early on. This is our 23rd year together. We have a 23-year-old, and we have a, uh, a son that's about to turn 18. But we decided early on that she would not work outside the home until uh, our, our youngest child left the home. Now, that doesn't mean she didn't work. Right. Um, she has always been the leader of the family in our uh, community and our philanthropy uh in our church you know community and 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 really what i found after 17 or 18 years of not including her in business not listening to her words or her insight or her assessment was she's very smart she's Mm -hmm. very um she's she she is astute and uh she she has some wisdom about her um and 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 ultimately you know being home and doing the things that she did so well was a blessing for all of us. Um, but uh, we've never been as blessed as we are by having her in Southern Draw because she handles customer service. Mm-hmm. Uh, she handles distribution. Um, she obviously works a lot on the accounting side. But the way she handles and cares for customers is second to none. Um, I, I, I would not be able to hire four or five people to do what she does for Southern Draw. So her character uh, and her persona that's not only in that blend, which we'll get back to in a little bit, um, is carried through by, you know, uh, being approachable and being caring and being loving. And, you know, she came into the cigar industry with, with one rule, really, love people. Sure, yeah. And I think that's as simple as it needs to be. This business uh, started that way. It's, 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 it's where we believe it should be, and it's our approach, which is just love people. So tell me a bit about your uh, your military service that, that you, you mentioned earlier. Um, I don't know how, how deep you'd want to get into that, but um, I, I'd, I'd like to know, uh, you know a little bit about what your military career looked like and, and also what role cigars played in your time in the military. I think the, there are a few uh, fields and vocations and professions uh, where you see cigars, cigar smokers are a, a disproportionate part of the population and uh, military is, is definitely one of those. it's like it's it's cops military and maybe chefs uh, right, <laughs> for right, whatever right, reason right um, you know first of all you know I uh, am prior service army um, it's uh, I, I did two different uh, two different stents or two different enlistments um, although I was college educated I chose to enlist uh, my background is I, I'm actually an engineer I'm okay. an electrical engineer by trade um, and taking that into the military was just a matter of wanting to serve, um, coming from a family, a long lineage of people that served in the military, served honorably and, you know, served in a lot of combat situations. Um, I felt like it was an obligation, um, to do. So I did do that. Um, I went in and really on the, the, 
the telecommunications uh, engineering and then a little bit on the intelligence side, which was really the objective. But what's happened in, in you know, I've been out for t- almost 23 years now, so I've been out for a little while. Uh, but we were involved in quite a few things in our, in our uh, during my time of my enlistment. But I was 101st Airborne. And uh, we'll uh, we'll just say I served honorably in about 15 different countries, and uh, mm-hmm. um, we were trained to do some pretty nasty things, and uh, we were trained to bring about change in certain places. But really, if you step back and watch what's happening in Nicaragua today and other places, uh, sometimes uh, um, those military experiences really come to come to uh, play a big role, which is a- about not being reactive. Mm-hmm. but be responsive, really think about and consider uh, the situation, consider the consequences. You know, in this country, Nicholas, we talk about f- uh, freedom of speech and freedom of religion, and we would love, uh, uh, you know, especially in the military service, we, we, we learn a valuable lesson. Despite having freedom of speech, um, you don't have freedom of consequence. And that's really where, uh, you know, the cigar, um, the cigar industry, you know, uh, 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 has taught me a, a further lesson in that sense. There's always a consequence for what we do. Um, now, I remember sitting on a Blackhawk, um, about to fast rope out, and uh, basically that's you know you know 100 feet above the ground on a rope, and you know we just grab and, and grab and go. But you know I was given a um, uh, a uh, La Gloria Cubana Wavell okay. by a, by a warrant officer, Maduro, as my first cigar, and. Uh, he says to me, he says, Robert, in case we don't make it out of this, let's have the cigar first. Okay. Yeah. That's, this is a clean cut. I walked a straight line growing up. You know, I grew up pretty, pretty poor and pretty tough, but I, I really worked hard. I made good grades. I was a good athlete, but I was straight laced, right? I never yeah. snuck away and got in any trouble, which I hate that because I pro- it was a rite of passage, right? But uh, I like the concept. But I, I decided that day that we made it through that day after I had that cigar. I said, I'm not going to go through another day without celebrating that day and the best way to do it is that cigar it was to me it was clean it was it was good um you know so again as i said i've been out of the military for 22 years we have partners uh you know that nobody really talks about at southern draw that are retired navy retired navy seal retired you know uh army as well and uh, we all have this passion in common and i can tell you this post-military um and i can knock on wood uh, in over 15 years, I haven't stepped a foot in the doctor's office. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to the VA hospital. I have not been a ward of our government. I haven't needed, not saying I haven't needed, I haven't, um, I haven't received any type of compensation, but I also haven't received any kind of drugs or treatment or anything. This is my treatment. The cigar is my outlet. And to have to battle through the FDA and talk about ridiculous regulations and things as a consumer is upsetting enough, much less as a brand owner. Uh, but it's been my outlet, and it's been something that calms me and, and, and rewards me. And uh, it's just, you know, it's a multifaceted tool, I think. Sure, sure. So we, we before we started recording, we were talking a little bit about the situation in Esteli, and, and we'll, we'll get into some of the specifics um, later on in the conversation. But I, I more broadly, uh, you know, now that you were talking about your time in the military and what motivated you to enlist and all that, I wonder what your perspective is what your experience has been of the cigar industry uh, and and whether you think you um, see the cigar community differently in in light of the fact that so much of it is populated and, and and run by people who come from countries that are still struggling with some of these questions of of 
what people's rights are and what people's freedoms are and what role government should have with uh, with the you know the people that it governs um, is is that something that that you feel like maybe you come to and that you observe a little differently than you know other people in the industry because not only people who are uh, not Nicaraguan or Cuban or Dominican that are, you know all these places have had their issues Honduras. Uh, but even people who are from there, I mean, I, th- I think it's easy, uh, you know, when, when you're close to the situation, maybe being from Cuba, you, you maybe don't see it as, as in the same way. And maybe right. you're not even as conscious of it, even just because you're so close to it. You know, I, I think I'm, I guess, well-traveled is, is a good word in a sense that I've spent uh, a, a significant amount of time in over 65, 66 countries. Most of those third world are developing. Uh, most of those with very limited GDPs that uh, in a lot of cases are focused on agricultural products, for example. Um, but if n- nothing else, before I really got in, embedded in the cigar industry of traveling throughout the Central South America and, and the Caribbean, even uh, to lump that in, every one of those countries had issues. Um, we didn't choose a side. We didn't have a political view, we as, as the whole family, um, but we tried to support the people that we were there to support. We tried to uh, be the ear, be the shoulder, um, you know, support everything we could, keep them working, you know, keep them functional, um, but they've all had conflicts. Um, and I, w- I will tell you that there's been many a times from my days in Jamaica to Curacao to Venezuela uh, to sit back and have a cigar and really just watch the people. You know, mm-hmm. watch the people go by or watch how they react, watch how they respond, uh, watch the, you know, not big in the news side. I don't want to see what's being dictated to me, right. but I can tell you this that I've learned is, is throughout all these countries and the struggles, the one thing I found that was refreshing, one thing I found that, that demanded our respect was humble hardworking, faithful people that aren't asking for more than they deserve. They're not asking for more than they need, Nicholas. They're saying, listen, these are basic rights, rights to vote, Mm -hmm. rights to provide for our family, rights to at some point in life retire and be able to have our health care, rights to make sure our kids go to school, rights to make sure our kids that are educated, a new generation of very smart people, that they have a voice that's being heard, um, and it really doesn't matter whether they work in a tobacco field, a bar, in a factory, uh, a textile, you know, uh, uh, import coffee. At the end of the day, those co- the common ground is humble, hardworking, faithful people that deserve more, and they deserve to be heard, and they deserve to have somebody fight for them. And we just want to be part of that, even if it's just a small, you know, a small a small number. But uh, we want to communicate that message, and we think that others are doing a great job, not just the cigar industry, but really uh, embracing <coughs> the people mm-hmm. and the struggles. Yeah. So uh, before we – I want to I want to talk about uh, – you, you also brought up faith and the role that that plays in your approach to the business. But before that, I want to just give a shout-out to Cigars for Warriors. For the people who maybe have never heard of the organization um, – Give us a little bit of a primer on what Cigars for Warriors does and what your involvement is with them. And also, I, I'm not sure what time span uh, you are serving, but did you did you ever were you ever the recipient of a Cigars for Warriors care package? Uh, and I'll go in what we say in the military march order. I'll go back back to front. Yeah. Um, I was never a, recep- okay. a recipient, and and I I think only because Cigars for Warriors didn't exist. Um, 
but you know today cigars warriors really has a focus on collecting cigars and distributing at no cost cigars uh to our de- deployed military um, and most of these are in combat or in theater if you will um it, it's easy to find an excuse not to support a charity Mm-hmm. Uh, it's easy to find a reason if you want to. But I tell people, if you go to cigarsforwarriors.org, you go to the Facebook, you go to the Instagram, and you see the daily pictures, and you see that little bit of quality of life, that little bit of downtime, that little bit of camaraderie, um, where they're enjoying the same thing you and I are enjoying in the comfort of our shop or office or you know, uh, uh, you know, at a music venue, uh, I think it's important. Um, once the FDA deeming regs came down, Cigars Warriors really took a hit, yep. and uh, and so did other charities, related the, charities. The, the the rule for clarity was uh, about giving people cigars basically without charging them, without so a they, financial they, transaction, yeah, right? Right, and accountability. And what happens is a lot of corporate sponsors, and and again, people like Drew Estates have done a phenomenal job throughout. Um, but you saw some of the larger retailers not feel comfortable. Uh, maybe on advice of counsel, uh, not to collect those cigars and distribute those cigars. So that little bit of quality of life, that little bit of something, you know, like anticipation of opening that Christmas present as a kid, it's something different and unique and special. Uh, we need to keep it going. It's just it's an issue of morale, you know. And uh, um, Southern Draw, again, we're, we're small, but what we decided uh, moving into 2018 is to, be a, to play a bigger role, not wait till the end of the year and see how well we did, to see how many cigars we might have that we can – contribute or see what kind of financials you know we can write a check for uh, we decided uh, 2018 was the year where we're given up front so we asked our retail partners listen we've got this money set aside we've got a, a, a line of new products or new you know line extensions we're going to put them in 10 count jars that are msrp of about 100 bucks mm-hmm. but if you want to be the first ones to get it why don't you match our contribution we'll match yours and we'll donate together up front we're not going to wait to see how it sells. Do you have enough faith in what we're doing together that these cigars will move? And we've been blessed. I mean, we're uh, next week we'll actually have the third of, of five Ignite releases this year. You're smoking one now. Uh, Eric's smoking one. Uh, next week is a, a, a whole nother a whole nother release. But uh, Southern Draw wants to do more. Um, But more importantly in this, we want to prove a concept that we can comply with the FDA regulations as they exist today, uh, and we can still be effective in our charitable giving, which means with the partnership of a retailer, a manufacturer, and a consumer, and everybody knows that this purchase has funds allocated to the charity up front. So you can enjoy a nice new cigar, but you as a consumer just contributed to that charity too. And the retailer did it because they matched us penny for penny. Uh, it's a great concept. It's a great way for us to introduce, introduce and bring new cigars to market. And doing it in this 10-count jar is just a, a nice way to keep the price point down for the consumer. It's right. not a big risk. Is there still room if, uh, so for instance, if some retailer's hearing this or some customer wants to recommend it to a retailer or whatever it may be, is there still room for people to participate in this? <clears throat> yes, and on two, on two, on two fronts. Um, next week is our third of five. We have not, um, we have not determined who release four and release five for fall and, and winter 2018 are. So absolutely. And again, it's something they just need to reach out to me mm-hmm. to handle. Uh, I, I know that I know the production schedule. I know what cigars are available and okay. I can walk them through a, a nice suite of things that they could choose from that, that will, will hit their demographic and their target customer. Um, so more than welcome that. Uh, number two, we believe this is a project that we're going to do uh, 
uh, in perpetuity. We want to see it bigger next year. We yep. want to we want to do more with the Ignite, some good project. But we also are inviting other manufacturers to join us. Maybe they want to adopt a similar strategy because they have more resource, or they want to, you know, support this organization. And it's not going to always be Cigars for Warriors. There are other charities in the pipeline that need help, need love, need support, and we want to bring attention to them too. So that'll happen sure. uh, over time. Sure. So you had mentioned uh, earlier in the discussion about the the role that your faith plays in in your having gotten into the business to begin with, and in the way that you run the business. Talk a little bit more about that. What what, what does that actually look like? Uh, and um, how does factoring that into your approach affect you know the the day to day or month to month operations of, of the, what what are you doing differently that maybe you wouldn't if if you didn't account for that? Well, I think to to start is you know um, sometimes when we're strong we don't need any help and that includes we don't need help from the good lord we don't need help from our spouses and our kids and our family and our community it's just human nature and what i found over the years is i was very successful coming out of the military i was very successful in the wireless industry uh, which basically allowed me to turn off all the other input and ultimately you know when we started southern draw this this verse was what came to my mind because I think my wife reminded me of it. She says, you know, he who exalts himself will be humbled. There has never been a more true statement than Robert Holt sitting here in front of you today. And and the reality of it is through all that great wealth and all the great assets, they disappeared with the snap of a finger. Uh, but it got us refocused. So as my wife says, listen, you've tried to do it the other way. You try to do it without faith, without a daily reminder, a daily walk. Uh, you try to do it without your family. You try to do it on your own. Bravo, but you failed. Now let's do this together. So I think for us, you'll find that Southern Draw is a very conservative brand. Yes, we're Christians. We're non-denominational. We're not really into talking about religion in that sense. Mm-hmm. But uh, we are of Christian faith, uh, but really take the best of that. Just like we talk about Southern Draw is really the best of the South. It's the best of hospitality, faith, and family, right? Um, we're adamant that everybody needs to be treated fairly and equally. Everybody needs to be loved. And, you know, when we put our name on something, this brand to us is, is something that's important in a sense that uh, it's a brand of inclusion. We're not better than anybody. Mm-hmm. And we don't uh, we don't care how big or small we are. We 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 believe that this humility and make ourselves approachable. Um, that this is just a vehicle to share that, and I, I think it's the perfect vehicle for it. So uh, you'll find that on pretty much all of our bands. You'll see Soli Deo Gloria uh, in Latin again, Glory to God Alone. And really, what is that, Eric? It's a re- I mean, uh, sorry, Nicholas. It's a reminder. Uh, every minute of every day that no matter what we do, no matter how good a rating, a review, or interview, or a words Southern Draw gets. It's not about us. It's something bigger, and mm-hmm. we know where the glory needs to go. So, you know, uh, it's it's me being open-minded. It's be, me being open-hearted and finally listening to the people that are very influential that I should have listened to for years. So, yeah. so, so now having gotten into maybe maybe an inch into it, uh, this is nice. It's, it's, it's a nice, complex Connecticut. It's well-balanced. And, you know, like I was saying before, you know, it's, it's not something that you're smoking just – just to have something burning, right? There's a good amount going on here. Um, what about this cigar? You you mentioned earlier um, that there are things about this that 
reflect or are reflected in Sharon. Uh, so, so what about Sharon are we smoking here? <laughs> um, first of all, it, it, uh, I feel bad that Sharon hasn't been more exposed or more, uh, more celebrated um, up to this point, but I'm going to make a conscious effort to do better, right? Um, she's a beautiful lady. She's a sweet lady. Uh, she, uh, I had a chance to talk to her for for a good amount of time uh, right. at the last show, uh, right. and and actually was uh, was cornered by her parents, who were great people. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah, yeah. David and Kathy were there. That's right. Yeah. Um, and Sharon, Sharon's a very well balanced. You know, um, just a, a tr- she's a tremendous person. I'll tell you this: she is the best person I've ever met in my life, and I've met a lot of people. It took me a long time to admit that, but. There's this soft, loving side. There's this beautiful side and this nature, just like you see on the wrapper of that cigar and, you know, the shape of the cigar. But, you know, the reality of it is she also believes sternly in what she believes in. She believes in truth. She believes in honesty. She believes in her faith. And she believes that everybody has a responsibility to take the best care they can to live the fullest and happiest life and to treat others the way they want to be treated. It's a golden rule, right? She just has this fire in her. So I think really adding that Piloto Cubano was really that edgy side, that, thorn, mm-hmm. you know, every rose has its thorn. That's a great song. It was already taken, or we would have used that. <laughs> you know, that, that tagline for that cigar is she don't know she's beautiful. She's a very humble lady. Um, but she is a beautiful lady with a, with a lot of fire in her, and I think that the blend really emulates that personality uh, yeah. very well. And we wanted to share that message so that people start seeing Sharon as the important factor in Southern Draw and the, the important, um, the, the important uh, partner uh, that impacts my life the most. So everything I do really is, is, is impacted on her, her, uh, her contributions to me and my life and, and how I see things now. Sure. So how would you say, kind of, now let's sort of uh, transition a little bit more into talking more you know, directly about the cigars. Does Southern Draw have a, a signature or maybe like a wheelhouse of profiles? Do you, do you go for things that maybe you and or Sharon like smoking? And how are your palates similar and different, the two of you? Um, well, I'll say that Sharon's never really contributed to the blend and the sure. and the the profile of the cigar because it precedes her real participation. Uh, it was many years in the making, and originally it was based on my limited knowledge, my limited exposure to certain tobaccos from certain regions and certain characteristics. I don't have the the in depth library knowledge of a of a Steve Saka uh, uh, or or a, even a Skip Martin, and I'm talking really in the small boutique kind of mentality. Mm-hmm. These guys, or even Nick Melillo for that matter, James Brown. I mean, these guys live it every day they're encyclopedias uh but what i do know is i have a sharp palate um i uh, have very strong olfactory system so when we first started um obviously we didn't want to be like anybody else i didn't go to aj fernandez and say here's some money blend me a cigar i want it to be this price i didn't do it he'll tell you i didn't do it i was very specific in the tobaccos and the blends and the profiles and it lies into three things um we wanted Blends that that have three distinct characteristics: a strength. We have Lajero in every cigar we make. Mm-hmm. Uh, aroma. We want to impart uh, aromatic qualities. Again, when you get into some of the Jalapa and some of the Condega and some of that, you know, multiple fermentation stages, you get much stronger aromas. We believe that you know. Again, science says that thirty to thirty-five percent of perceived flavors is taste buds, soft palate, temperature. Sure. We believe that. Um, but we believe the aromatic qualities really in, in enhance the flavor. Um, 
So we want strength, flavor, and aroma. So the flavor is the last. Let's look at the distinct flavor profiles. Um, we started with our kudzu and our firethorn blend. So that's that escuro and the rosado. Mm-hmm. The rosado being a very temperamental tobacco that only a few factories can use and use effectively. Obviously, Fuente really made it famous. Uh, but we love that little sweetness and that subtleness and that delicate texture. Um, but we found a way when we released the Firethorn to enjoy this kind of this sweet and spicy play. Um, it was more of a medium plus. So we started with something that wasn't a Connecticut. And then yeah. we had an Escuro, which was Escuro Omatepe, the Kudzu, which was a medium plus, medium full-bodied cigar. But it had a lot more body to it, and it had a lot more power to it. Um, but it wasn't a, a true Maduro. It wasn't a, a, a dark Maduro, right? It was a naturally fermented Escuro. So we started right in the middle. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> naturally, you know, we had a little bit of a delay in new releases in 2016 with the FDA regs coming down. Most people know that Southern Draw did not go to IPCPR 2016. We spent that final three months at AJ Fernandez in the factory working on our blends and our production and our packaging for everything we have in the blend book. And we actually have over a thousand registered SKUs. We have a lot of toys in yeah. the toy box, right? Um, we don't know whether that was wise or not yet. But right, right. so we re- we delayed the release of the Rose until early last year. But the Rose was a great addition because Connecticut still makes up a big portion of the of the smokers and purchasing regardless of what their objective is but we felt like that with that blend it was a crossover people that smoke connecticut loyally will smoke it but people that smoke that medium-bodied habano that classic you know that classic dominican cigar it still has the power of a dominican you know piloto cubano so we thought they would step down and it's been a very successful cigar mm-hmm. now the op- opposite end of the spectrum was that jacob's ladder last year that's a double pennsylvania broadleaf double lajero um, but it was blended and chosen in a sense that it was bold but approachable. It had the power right. of an LFD, had a power of a Camacho triple Maduro, mm-hmm. but it had those nuances of Nicaragua and had those sweetnesses that uh, the tobaccos that we find in Jalapa just have to it. So, um, you know, we didn't want to just have a spectrum filled. These are blends that I enjoy, that I love, and uh, uh, tobaccos that allow us to be sustainable. Mm-hmm. Right. And that yeah. to us was the most important. We don't have gimmicks, not to fault people or manufacturers or brands that have gimmicks. I yeah. get it. They're having, place fun. For it. They're yeah. having fun for it. For us, we don't put anything out that we don't believe is going to be consistent. Rule number one is we only do business with H. Fernandez Cigar Company because the process works for us. We're mm-hmm. very loyal because that gives us the consistency we're looking for. And, and rule number two is we want sustainability. Do we have enough tobaccos? properly fermented and aged do we have an aging room big enough do we have production on the on the factory floor large enough to see our we, we grow at over 100 percent a year so those two things happen with these blends and uh we hope that continues yeah um but uh our next release is going to be more of a refinement a higher end cigar and and i don't mean expensive but i mean higher end in a sense of quality uh aging the time that we put into the cigar um but it's going to be kind of a a a medium medium plus cigar that's really meant to be um something that everybody would enjoy with that we want to strive for that consistency of a padron right you know what you're going to get yeah it's simple it's clean it's good it's rich it's rewarding um so we want to have our our own you know signature cigar that we believe everybody will smoke so what's it been like um you mentioned uh, working exclusively with with AJ. Um, talk a bit about about that 
working relationship and and what it's like uh, collaborating with with him on these projects. One of the things that that we always talk about is um, when whenever AJ comes up is the experience of of walking through the factory with him. You, you, he can't get from one end of a room to the other end of the room. You know, a, a walk that would take somebody else fifteen seconds takes him about. 15 minutes because he he can't help himself stopping him right and and he's he's maniacal about all these little details um uh talk a bit about what it's like working with him and uh and you know what the benefit has been in terms of uh you know his his attention to those little things that help the consistency that you're talking about well i'm going to start with the consistency as a brand owner uh that represents our our family and friends that put the money together for Southern Draw um, in the face of the evil I created. Um, the the most important thing for us is to keep AJ in the fields and in the factory because of that attention to detail. We went there specifically because of how he ages and ferments and processes and does pay attention to the details. There is absolutely no way to discount his contributions and the contributions of, of, of his resources to where Southern Draw started and where we are today. Um, the, the flip side of that is, I think, uh, to each his own, right? AJ doesn't have any preconceived notions, in my opinion. Um, he, has, uh, he has customers that come there and say, hey, I own this brand. I want a new blend by AJ, and he does it. We know who those brands are. He has his own line of cigars that are very well thought out, um, and again, based on the availability of tobaccos and the process and sustainability and price point that A.J. Fernandez San Latano is. Um, but we didn't go there and ask him to do the workforce. We didn't ask him to go do the heavy lifting. We didn't say we're going to show up once or twice a year and break bread together and write you a check. Uh, we told him that we'd be involved, I would be involved in every aspect We'll handle all of our own packaging and all of our own branding and all of our own distribution. All we want to make sure is that we have the right rollers and the right process so that we can be consistent and sustainable. And we want to make sure that as he grows with his farm holdings and his growing, that the tobaccos are going to be available to us. And the same tobaccos with the same profiles so that we can have some, you know, our blends can be made for the next 15 or 20 years. And, um, it's great to work with him, but you're right. He has three phones. He's a busy guy. Um, I tell you what, if we hadn't gone there five years ago, would he take Southern Draw on today? I would say no way. How could he? How could right. he? How, how could he have time for it? Uh, but uh, we shook hands five years ago, and I said, you know, he said to me, um, and he, again, this is on the hills of me losing over twenty million dollars on this telecom deal down in, in Caribbean and Latin America. So I, you know, I'm all about documentation and attorneys and. You know, we reached an agreement. I handed him a stack of contracts that are about two reams of paper, and he goes, "Will a handshake do?" And I went, "You know, I like this guy." Um, but what he said was, "He goes, Robert, you're very thorough. You didn't ask me to blend cigars for you. You didn't ask me to give me give you the best, and you get it for some discounted rate. You gave me a fair price. You did your homework. You know what things cost. And as long as I keep executing your will, you write me a check. And as long as you keep writing me a check, I'll keep executing." what you're doing and i tell you what it's worked for us so are we blessed i mean the guy's busy he probably could get a, an order of one skew that'll do a million cigars which is what we'll do this year you know yeah. i mean we're not as small as most people think but we're not as big as 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 uh um uh, we're the quality and in and the, the company's taking a hit either but but uh he's allowed us to grow he's allowed us to grow at a very quick pace and he's kept up so we've been blessed you know yeah 
here here he is in, in you know in uh, Miami today for for some meetings with us but uh, saved us a trip down there but I believe that he looks at us as family but I also believe and I might be wrong that I think we're the only brand exclusively produced by AJ Fernandez Cigar Company. We don't um, we don't split loyalties with anybody else. Yeah, I don't know that I can think of another one. But um, do you have a personal favorite in your portfolio? I do. Yeah, which I one? Do. Um, my personal favorite is the Kudzu. Okay. Um, again, it's and you've got the new 2018 Perfectos in front of you. I want you guys to smoke. Um, but that was really a, a celebration of we have a lot of friends and family that are in the brewery and distillery businesses and. Uh, again, very sharp palates, but it's a more diverse blend that allows you to enjoy a lot of craft beers, uh, but also lets you get into some higher end spirits, uh, higher end, you know, rums and bourbons and barrel aging. And I just love the science of barrel aging and aggressive fermentation and aging. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, so that's my that's my cigar um, of choice. Any uh, any pairing recommendations that? Whether it's food or booze or coffee, what, what, what do you like having with it? To, to food, it's each his own. I mean, I'm, I live in Austin, Texas, so if it goes on a tortilla, right. it's perfect. <laughs> Everything tastes better on a tortilla. Um, you know, for for us, the the my favorite pairing uh, is really actually the Firethorn Rosado. Um, okay. it, it has this Pueblo Nuevo tobacco in the filler. It has this little hoppy citrus note to it. Uh, that with an IPA, which originally was the uh, Ballast Point Sculpin, uh, the Funky Buddha IPA. Um, but it, with a with an IPA on a hot summer day, the Firethorn is the perfect pairing. I would kind of leave it there because there's so many great IPAs out there. Yeah, the hoppier the better. Really, it really that cigar will stand up to it. Um, the kudzu, you know, obviously, as I said, I love the I, I love to focus on small batch bourbons. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, if you're on the beer side and you're crafty, you know, <coughs> um, the the <coughs> the fall and the winter stouts and porters, uh, wh- whether it's a peanut butter porter or a chocolate stout, or oatmeal stout, you cannot go wrong. Milk stouts, mm-hmm. absolutely a beautiful pairing. Um, the uh, the uh, uh, Rosa Sharon again. I, I found myself with a newfound love for nice tequilas, sipping tequilas, uh, and of course being in Nicaragua and surrounding countries, uh, a nice barrel aged rum. Sure, you know, yeah. get a nice Florida Cana, you know, fifteen. 12 or 15 there's just some viscosity and there's some there's some caramel and there's some vanilla and there's some sweetness that really plays well with that rosa sharon blend and that that little bit of power allows that cigar to stand up to it um and that perfecto but really i I, you know you guys have smoked the lancero but i like the lancero the best okay but i'm a lancero fiend anyway yeah so that six and a half 40 is a great cigar when you're doing you know finer spirits um, sure. That you're drinking smaller amounts of because it costs a lot, uh, and then the Jacob's Ladder. I tell you what, um, the Jacob's Ladder. While I do enjoy it with drinking, um, I typically um, drink it with. I mean, I tr- typically am drinking water or coffee, uh, but it's my favorite food pairing cigar. Um, coming from the land of barbecue and smoked meats, there is just something about the meatiness and the fattiness and the greasiness of that Jacob's Ladder that reminds me of sitting next to a smoked rack of ribs or, mm-hmm. a, you know, a, a, you know, roasting a pig. You know, um, there's something about the art of grilling out with family and friends and finishing that meal with a Jacob's Ladder that just appeals to me and most of the people that try it. Yeah. So we'll uh, we'll round this out here with uh, a little bit of of travel stuff. You know, if, if you're a Cigar Snob Reader, you know that there's always travel uh, content in the magazine. Um, so let's start with home base for you. Somebody's visiting Austin, let's say a day or two. 
what are some some places and first time what are some places that they have to stop into whether it's to eat to drink to smoke to <clears throat> do whatever well you know first of all you have to have a barbecue i believe if you're there um most people will go to the salt lick which is just outside of austin uh, if you talk to Skip Martin and the boys at Romacraft, they'll go to Style Switch. And I tend to believe when they tell you that they have the best barbecue in, in Texas, uh, they're correct. Mm-hmm. Um, so you got to choose one of those or make a little journey 15, 20 miles south of Austin to Lockhart, which is historically been. the home of barbecue, right? And Blacks yeah. and Schmitties and Kreitzes and all that. Um, we have a lot of family history there, so it makes sense. Um, again, I'm a big taco person. So, you know, Guerrero's Taco Shop. But if you want to be real simple, most people find themselves on South Congress. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a lot of restaurants. There's a lot of businesses. But right at the end of South Congress, where 71, or we call it Ben White, uh, terminates. Um, Havana House South is there, a great cigar shop with a great selection um, from Davidoff White Label down to Southern Draw. Uh, but just across the street, there's a hole in the wall called El Borrego, which I mean, I believe what is uh, lamb, right? El Borrego and uh, their uh, uh, their tacos and more importantly their um, um, their uh, uh, pork tacos are among the best in the country so uh, you've got to do those things um, you know I'm not big on the tourist side of it in, sure, in yeah. Austin there's a there's a lot of outlying areas but I will tell you this if you're in Austin and you know you find yourself there on a Thursday Friday Saturday find a music venue you know, go sit down, enjoy an sure. artist. I, I came in here the other day, and I missed Joe Bonamassa, one of my favorite artists. Uh, and, uh, you know, his road crew was hanging over at the Roma Craft headquarters, and I was upset because I had an event, and then I had to fly. But there's great music venues there. And to say you went to Austin City Limits or South by Southwest and you saw X is a memory you'll carry, I think, forever. So enjoy the music, enjoy the food. And then if you get tired of the traffic, Drive between Austin and Fredericksburg, Texas. You're going to see distilleries and wineries and breweries and a lot of good people and a lot of good food and beautiful countryside. So make that drive. It's, you know, within an hour, you're, you're really in the, the hill country, if you will, and it's a little more laid back out there. Yeah. Have you had a chance to do um, uh, chicken chip bingo at Jenny's? I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> That's I a haven't. good time. <laughs> That's the one thing I could probably win at, too, you know. <laughs> um. All right, and then uh, last thing, you know, being in the cigar business takes you all over the place. Um, let's let's narrow it to the last few months. Any any places in the last few months that uh, that you've been to that you especially like or discovered or, or what have you anywhere else in the U.S. or wherever? I don't think I've gone anywhere new. Now I okay. I travel over three hundred days a year, so yeah. I see a lot of uh, so any, uh, any mainstays, any places like I'm not missing this when I when I come through this town. I'm right. stopping in here. You know, unfortunately for me, it, it's dictated by uh, cigar shops sure. and meetings, um, but they all have favorites, right? So sometimes it's a uh, it's it's a it's a tailgate herf at the hotel, you know, where we get takeout, you know, whatever's famous and local. Uh, you know, I was up at Famous a few weeks ago, and they had this beautiful barbecue spot, and I thought I'm not eating barbecue in friggin' Eastern Pennsylvania. However, Mr. Klingerman brings over this tray of fried macaroni and cheese with pulled pork and i went legit brother legit um you know so those are those are those are good i i spent a little in the last month i spent 
sometimes back down in the keys with uh, uh, Ron Lessero and the serious crew uh, of serious cigar fame. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's our home away from home. It's a, it's a peaceful place for me. Uh, so going down to Robbie's or going down to the Island Fish Company and in uh, uh, Marathon or just their, their mainstays for us. But it's, it provides a culture and kind of a, a, a relaxing time. <clears throat> and then, uh, you know, uh, um, always going to California. In California, I, we don't sell a lot of cigars there, but we do have friends and family, and we do have some accounts. But, um, you know, finding time to go to the Ballast Point Brewery or going to Belching Beaver Brewery, uh, places that will allow you to sit out and have a cigar and a brew um, and a conversation, I, I think there's nothing like it. You know, yeah. um, our journey will take us to uh, Alaska in a couple of weeks. Um, couple of little accounts but we have 18 shop owners and cigar shop owners and staff um, they asked me to put a trip together for them so we planned it for well nice. over a year and uh, we'll go see some great country and smoke cigars out in yeah. the wild and uh, you know watch the bears and drink local beers and you know it's going to be another kind of experience it's work but it's going to be a pleasant it's going to be a pleasant work experience very cool all right with that pretty solid round of recommendations uh Hopefully people, uh, you know, if, if you weren't already familiar, feel a little closer. Or if you were, feel a little closer to Southern Draw. Where, uh, where can people go to learn more about the brand uh, and, uh, and, and get in touch, especially? You know, I, I want to make sure people have information if they want to reach out about the Cigars for Warriors thing. Absolutely, and I appreciate it. Uh, SouthernDrawCigars.com is the website. But not unlike most people's, it needs some work and updating because we move constantly. We're very active on social media. So on Facebook, Southern Draw Cigars and Robert Holt. Those are mirrored sites, Instagram and Twitter, SD Cigars. Um, but go look at some of the you know the recent press releases and sharing, whether it's Cigars for Warriors, the Ignite program. And then uh, if you're a retail partner uh, in media, you know, you guys in the media, we have a big trade show plan. So booth 1065 at the trade show. Um, we've got two full days of new releases, uh, with great stories, great messages, and they're going to be for a great cause. They're not going to be just new cigars for Southern draw. They're about making a difference like ignite has done for cigars for you. So I appreciate your time and sharing, you know, sharing Southern draw and, uh, you know, all the reviews and ratings and times you guys have given us over the last couple of years. So thank you much. Cool. Thank you, man. Appreciate it. Thanks to Robert for taking the time to do that interview. As always, thanks to you for listening to the Cigar Snob Podcast. Make sure that you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, or Stitcher. Rate and review us while you're there. You can also find episodes of the podcast at cigarsnobmag.com slash podcast. Share this episode with friends and fellow smokers who you think might be interested in Robert and Southern Draw's story. Normally, our podcasting schedule calls for two episodes a week, one interview episode, and one in which members of our Cigar Snob team chat about whatever's on our minds and smoke together. But because we just came back from a trade show with loads of interview audio, we'll be updating this podcast with new episodes more frequently for just a little while. After all, we don't want to sit on those for too long. Stay tuned for interviews with Willie Herrera of Drew Estate, Jeff Borschwitz of FSG and Corona Cigar, Alan Rubin of Alec Bradley, Boris Wintermans of Royal Agio, humidor maker Daniel Marshall, Andre Farkas of Viaje Cigars, Oscar Valladares, and last but not least, NBA legend Carl Malone, who just debuted Barrel Aged by Carl Malone, a cigar that he's having made by La Aurora in the Dominican Republic. If you're a social media person, you can find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Cigar Snob Mag. Again, that's Cigar Snob Mag. Finally, 
Make sure to send any feedback, questions, or comments to feedback at cigarsnobmag.com. We might just respond to you here on the podcast or in the pages of Cigar Snob Magazine. Thanks for listening. Until next time, I'm Nick Jimenez, and this is the Cigar Snob Podcast. Cigar Snob.